right. All right. You did good. It was curling where I met him. Holy Christ, I can't forget him. He was throwing stones down sheep. Five with the rocks in the center. We knew we could do better. Meeting my curling man made me feel so alive. Here you go. <laughs> Got it. Season two. Episode 15. Episode 15. You know, we didn't talk about it, what episode we were on before we started, and I completely forgot. Yes. Episode 15. Yeah. I, I believe you're correct. I actually think I mentioned it like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> you did. And it went <laughs> right over my right. head. I had no idea what was going on. In one ear, out the other. Yep. Uh, Nolan Axon, West Mason here with you. This is Between Two Sheets. And then you're, you're getting the best content in your ears that you could possibly ask for right now. Yep. If you're looking for local currently club updates and, and fun stories. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, speaking of fun things, um, well, one, I just want to remind everybody, I'm stoked to go to the Briar next yeah, week. We got um, cowbells. We got cowbells. That was my my present. No one got me all worked out because so I got you something and it's cowbells, which is solid. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, a, a good cowbell. We're not yeah. going to give them a ring. Maybe we'll give them a ring on the next podcast. Maybe. Well, I mean, you know, maybe we'll mix one in. Um, so on that note, though, we told our, our viewers here on our last episode that we were going to do a viewer contest. Um, so there's a website called curlingdraft.com. Um, you go on there and you, you, you make an account, just pump an email in there, and then... There is one tournament going on right now. It's for the Briar. So go in there, click on the Briar tournament, and register a team. So you got to pick six teams um, based on how many times the team wins. You get points each time they beat another team. Um, and the points are based on their, what is it, CTS, CTR ranking? Yeah, it's kind of just like their... their- yep rank going in yep yep so so go on there and make a team um i believe you'll have to do it before friday at 6 p.m um because that's when the the draws start and if your team like whoever in this contest uh uh, finishes the best you know just send us a screenshot of your team like on the my tournament uh you can wait till after the fact too and you know if you uh, uh have the best pool pick you know we will send you fabulous prizes we're thinking some hats some stickers some stickers some swag maybe, you know maybe an autographed cowbell we'll get like maybe an autographed big cowbell. Ben Hebert autographed cowbell and we'll give that away <laughs> yeah that'd be great that'd be awesome actually be... i'm not gonna give that away if that happens i'm probably gonna keep i it, just but... imagine as like a high performance curler and like somebody's ringing a goddamn cowbell right next to you like yeah. at the briar you're like no i'm not gonna sign that obnoxious noisemaker (laughs) (laughs) you know you messed up my shot in the third end (laughs) Uh, who's your pick speaking just real quick who's your who's your number one team who's gonna win who's my number one team yeah or who do you want to win the whole thing oh man oh man because your girl kate didn't do it my girl Kate didn't do it, but my girl Kate, she had a great showing. What there. a run. You know, I'll be honest, it's my it's my same failing. I don't follow high performance curling well enough to have an educated guess. Um I guess, you know, I rooting for the home team. Yeah, let's go McEwen? for Saskatchewan. Hey, yeah, McEwen, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah let's I was do it. Say, let's I'd do like it. to see McEwen make a run at it, curling yeah. for Saskatchewan. Now obviously yep. he's not a Saskatchewan boy by nature, but he's I there. think he's from Winnipeg or Manitoba yep. originally. Yep. Somewhere yep. over there. Yep. Um and Gushu. I mean, it's always fun to watch Gushu win. He's so yeah, good. Yeah. You know what I saw, too? Um, I was looking at the draw schedule and where our seats are on sheet. Like, we're like three rows back mm-hmm. on the house on sheet A on the home end. Um, that is the first draw team Canada. So, Gushu's right there on that sheet. So, we're going to be like spitting distance from him in that first match Friday don't, night. Don't spit on him. I wasn't planning on I didn't it, know if you felt the same way about Canadians that win golds as I do about Americans that win gold and curling. No, I don't have that same level of vehemence that you do. 
I'll be honest. There's a couple teams. <laughs> I don't get too a, worked up over it. There's a couple teams in the world that I don't do you, not enjoy. Don't you remember my my 2018 curling Olympic story? I was rooting for Canada. Were, yes, I had completely actually, given, yeah, up given up on U.S. Up curling. Just stick it to you. Uh, I don't need to watch. It'll be fine. Canadians yeah. are going to win it. And then Schuster went all the way. And I was like, well, I gave up on him too soon, which uh, I wasn't the only person to do that. So I wasn't alone. You ever, you ever hear the, the U.S. version of that call when they win? No. Yeah, it's weird. The guy sounds just like Al Michaels. He's like, do you believe in miracles? Yes. No, that didn't actually happen. Okay. Okay. That'd be such a Joe Buck <laughs> thing to do, to just steal someone else's call. Yeah. Who so were we the announcers a, for that? I don't even remember. Oh, my, I was well, like, did I they didn't... really have Joe Buck in there for curling commentary? No. God. Oh, man. Oh. Speaking of curling commentary, I made a comment about Vic at at uh, uh, the, the open curling this weekend outdoor, and I was just set upon by Vic fans. I was like, all right, <laughs> that guys. That was me and Evan working, but. Yeah, yeah. Well. Vic's a legend. In what? Curling. Announcing. Mm. He's been doing it for like, I don't know. I mean, I understand. 600 years. Like, I, I, it's, it's because I like curling too much. Like, I want Joanne Courtney's commentary more than I want to listen to Vic, like, say, oh, they're going to shoot a shot here. Yeah, but like, it's just the way he, he does it. One, two, three, four. Count them up. Yeah, uh, he is. He is fun. And Evan told me Make it uh, a that time they got him on hot mic when he yeah. he's, he's dropping an F bomb on a hot he's, mic. He's just an old guy. He's probably sitting there like he doesn't do the early draws anymore. Brian Mudrick has to do them because yep. he's probably yep. just like too crotchety in the mornings to to get there that early. Yeah, hey, that's all right. I mean, I I can respect the guy's you know commentary career. I I just would prefer something different. A little but, more, you know. Uh, analytic yeah. to it yeah that's yeah. fair yeah i mean when imagine just the, the amount of curling he saw in his life though like he went oh yeah from- yeah well he actually plays too i think i remember reading a piece on him where he started commentating because he was a broadcaster and then he liked commentating curling so he started playing it as well mm-hmm. and i can respect that you know i mean i'm sure he he might even have more of a a curling career and bond spiels under his belt than myself you know he's definitely got the age on there yeah. so yeah and uh he, he makes fun of russ howard all the time so that- which is great i do appreciate oh, that God, oh did you yes. hear this during the final when they showed uh, they showed Russ's brother Glenn who will be curling it yes. prior? He's like, "There's a look at the smarter Howard," and then they <laughs> went to commercial. Like, doesn't even give him a chance to answer. It's like, well done. And uh, you can speak of this as a broadcaster. You know when they're going to commercial. Oh break, yeah, right? like he timed that. He's yeah, like, "I'm going like, to drop right, this comment." Five, four. And he's like, "And there's the smarter Howard." <laughs> Click. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, okay. Uh, what are we doing today, though? We, uh, as always, we got a good guest coming up. We do. Um, we do. Um, I didn't get a whole lot of a preview on this one because I've run a little behind today. And, and so is our third. We actually have a surprise coming into the studio here. We Is it really a surprise? Uh, well, we'll see if he actually makes it or not. Okay. Well, today we are going to talk to Kyle, um, who is with the Ocean State Curling Club. Um, I'm going to butcher his last name here, uh, but I'll do it on on recording so that, you know, he can correct me here in a minute. Uh, Kyle Avril with Ocean State Curling in Rhode Island. So let's ring our buddy Kyle up. Looks like you're putting too much work into that. Avril? Avril? Yeah. Like Levine? Like Levine, Canadian legend. We should ask him. Yeah. I think it's spelled differently. It's spelled different, yeah. That's, that one's spelled like April is French. Yes. 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 Hello. Kyle, are you there? Can you hear us? Sure can. Sure can. Good. Good <laughs> deal. So um, coming in off the intro here, uh, I realized as I was doing your introduction, I do not know how to pronounce your last name. I went with <laughs> Averill. 
Um, Pretty and, close. Yeah, okay. yeah. How do you say it? Uh, I guessed Av- uh, Averill. It's like somewhere in between those two points. So Averill. Averill. So okay. Like yeah, Averill, it's, but it's just like, like slurring it, right? Okay, Averill. Uh, Averill, but French. Yeah. Oh, but French. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. I guess it... You know, I uh, I have a problem with French names because I work for a company called Verendry, which is another fine French word, and uh, I have to spell okay. it for everyone. So. Is that how you spell electrician in? No. In French? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay, Kyle. So you are with the Ocean State Curling Club out there, and mm-hmm. what is the town in Rhode Island again? Help me out. Uh, so we curl out of Smithfield, Rhode Island. Um, we have curled in three other like portions of the state over our tenure. Okay. Um, so we've kind of moved around a little bit. Yep. Um, we've kind of got roots in Smithfield right now. We kind of, uh, let's see, I had notes on this. We have been there since 2019. Um, before that, we were in <clears throat> like an airframe building, like a bubble rink. Um, oh, neat. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was pretty neat until it fell down. Yeah, that's, those are known to do that. We, <laughs> yeah. we have one over our yeah. football field here that did that. Was it two years ago? Yep. I, I, did, I must have missed that one. Yeah. Uh, little, yep. little and then before that, we were in, like, the southern portion of the state, kind of near, like, University of Rhode Island, um, over by, like, Newport and Portsmouth, uh, kind of near the ocean. Where That was, like, the inaugural stuff that was, like, before my time. Okay. Um but yeah i've been with them since like the bubble yeah and help me out here uh do you uh does the ocean state club do you guys have like a formal board um do you hold a a leadership position there um you know you you're i think you're you're an avid volunteer at minimum but i I try my i try my best to be as much of a volunteer as i can i try and set a a really good example yeah uh, to get as many, many people on the ice as possible um currently i'm on the board as the like merchant marketing Oh, okay. uh, nice. yeah. That you guys have spot. like real positions on there. We just have like president, vice president, treasurer, and, and then workers. people. Yes. <laughs> laborers. People. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in that lower portion of laborers, I would say. So we do definitely have like president, vice presidents. Yeah. Uh, we have co vice presidents right now. Um, we've got somebody for um, finance or, or treasurer. Um, and then we have someone for equipment. That kind of stuff. So, uh, I think we have a board of about eight or nine. Yeah, similar to us. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. No, good deal. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say on the merchant marketing part there. Um, I remember when we first got in touch. I checked out your guys's website and I was blown away. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, uh, interactive, nice photos. Um, it looked clean. If I remember correctly, you guys had like a members login portion too, and we're selling stuff like through the website, um, which is something I still have not managed to undertake yet. We're still like linking over to Square and like doing registration sure. through Google Forms and like we just post the league information and you go look at the page like no one signs in right so yeah kudos yeah so our our members uh it's all through like one web domain guy um it's like if you went to the very bottom of the page it's like curling club manager okay um and it's like one guy out of canada that does like the gross majority of curling clubs uh, oh, okay. Is it the same like people that uh, uh, Canadian curling uh, advertises? Because that's like a service that they offer. I wonder if it's the same yeah. guy doing it for them as well. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, and it's kind of like a one-man show. So you're like, hey, I want to do this. And he's like, uh, I think I can do that, but it might mess up the template. And then you kind of just, he kind of messes with it for a little bit, and then he sends you the template. Um, for merch, we obviously, we do some stuff through local vendors. Yeah. Um, and we've dabbled with the idea of going over to Broomfitters. Um, I don't know if you guys have checked those guys out. I've heard the um, name, but I'm unfamiliar, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Tell me a little bit so, about that. Broomfitters will set up a store for your curling club and then do everything print on demand. Oh, like Teespring or whatever, but uh, uh, yep. for actual curling like, stuff. Yep. Yeah, like any kind of merch you'd really want, like hats, water bottles, jackets, yeah, that's kind of any cool. of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of Yeah, nice. and then you don't have to hang on to inventory. And then the stuff that's purchased off of their site, uh, there's like a, there's like a, a kickback kind of thing. Uh, program for your club so basically anything that like if they purchase your merch it's x percent if it's like just random merch or just random t-shirts that are fun designs um there's stuff on that so we're dabbling with that um but we're still trying to like figure out how to do like a hybrid of the two um because we like our our local vendor too and we want to keep local people employed yeah, and that's a that's a um, thing it, for us as well. We have a, a company in town, All American Trophy and Screen Printing, um, that we love to work with, and we have the same issue. We don't want to carry inventory, so for expensive items like yeah. shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, like we make people order, and then we submit the order, and then just give them out to the people that paid. And then uh, for like right. hats and like cheaper stuff, we we'll buy those in bulk and then keep them until they're you know dwindled down. And um, yeah, it works, yeah, works good for us. You know, it's it's not the the world's most convenient, but like they're tripping over them themselves like hey we'll manage the ordering and we're like no 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 we'll we'll take care of that don't worry about it you don't need yeah. to deal with our members you know? <laughs> right yeah so that's kind of like our our low lift like hybrid is trying to figure out that side of the world and they're out of uh i believe they're out of brooklyn um and one of our one of our members actually mike that was supposed to be here with me today but i really didn't get him to get on here and i really didn't ask him the question to be honest <laughs> um just because life's life's been crazy we just spent like a few days at a pondsville so um life's been crazy so um i gotta ask how'd you do in the pondsville though terribly oh well did you have um, fun <laughs> yeah we had it was a uh, it was the dykes it was a uh, five and under um national qualifier oh. so I, I didn't i didn't have like crazy hopes that i was going to be staying in the a event too long yeah, yeah. um but we had a good time. We won our first game, draws to the button in a very triumphant way. Um, but we took two losses on the back one where we just, you know, as curling goes, right? You play against a team that doesn't miss and you miss. So we lost. Yep. That's actually funny. You mentioned 5U because we just got kind of turned on to that. Uh, last interview we did was this guy, Zach Anderson, um, out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And he qualified for uh, 5U Nationals for the second time this year. So, yeah, we just heard, just nice. kind of got in the know on, on how that circuit works. So, yeah, funny. Yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah. good for you getting out there and giving her a shot. You know, uh, I don't go compete yeah. in like any real high performance spiels. You know, I'm, I'm a social curler. So, you know, sure. kudos for getting out there and giving her a shot. Yep. Yeah, we'll oh. try and mess around. We, I have a team that, or like a group of maybe six or seven of us that somehow make a team on occasion, uh, and then we'll compete as those kind of four or five individuals. Yeah, well, my league team, you know, I have six people on that as well. You got you got to pad it a little bit for scheduling issues. And mm-hmm. I want to introduce uh, our, our our other co-host Clay uh, just wandered in here. So Clay, can you can you say hi? Hopping on late. 
Yeah. Well, at least he's here today. It That's is true. good. It is good. So uh, <laughs> just to catch you up here, Clay, we're talking with uh, uh, Kyle. He's out of uh, Ocean State Curling Club um, over there in Rhode Island, little arena club. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah. Actually, I say a little. Here's a good question. How many members you guys have? You know, how many leagues you uh, run? Uh, how do you structure it? Yeah. We run we run two. Um, we have about 80 members. Um, and that usually fluctuates like I wouldn't say it's the same 80 members every year. Yeah. Uh, but we definitely have like a, a Rhode Island in general and Providence specifically is a pretty big college town. So we do have a lot of people that kind of like come in for college, curl a little bit and then like move on um, or just restaurant industry as well as a couple big hospitals. So we do have a few people that will like kind of come in for a little while and then move on. Yeah. Um, but we have a pretty steadfast group of like 60 um, and then about 20 people that are kind of in or out, depending on how their life is. Yeah. Uh, we run a, as of right now, we have ice time on Thursdays and we have ice time on Sunday afternoons. Okay. Oh, interesting. So is it like half and half then? You got like 40 of them are in uh, that Thursday league and then Sunday you got uh, league or? Yeah, the, the Sunday leagues kind of tend to work as their holding place for people fresh out of a learner curl, typically. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, and then we kind of, We'll put a few people like myself in there that have curled a bunch um, just to kind of make sure that everything runs the way it's supposed to run safely um, and then any kind of instruction. And it's like a super fun league and I like it a whole bunch um, just to kind of like be able to bring in new people and identify new talent, yeah. um, which I really, I really enjoy. And then the Thursdays is pretty much competitively. Historically, we've had a Friday draw as well, um, but with the rink that we're at right now, uh, they can't give us a Friday draw just as of yet. Uh, even though we've been there for five years, hmm. so hmm. we're we're working on it. we're working on it. Um, I want to ask you too about your uh, your Sunday program there. So, are you mixing experienced curlers in on newbie teams, like kind of like a mentorship program where you've got maybe an experienced uh, skip, or you're you're helping out, um, kind of wandering around, giving advice? Just wondering how you're you're doing that. If we have a if we have a volunteer that was is willing to wander or just like sub. I'm more than happy to have them jump in. Uh, more often than not, it, we're trying to stick at least one experienced person on a team, yep. uh, if not two. Like if we can have somebody on the front end and the back end, like if we have a new curler that's like, I definitely want to skip. We try and talk them out of it, um, but we do we do have people. Well, because it's just not going to be fun. It yep. might be. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, it's interesting. If you're curling against a different experience, Skip, it's really hard to get points when uh, you know your your skill level yeah. isn't there, and the other person can put the rocks where they want. But yeah, yeah, I like that yeah. structure. I mean, we've had yeah, we've had some people come in with just like raw talent as like a foursome and do pretty well. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of split them up after that and said, hey, like just for a season, like if we can get like two of you on one team and two of you on another team just to kind of get like a little bit more saturation with like etiquette and uh, technique and uh, all that other fun stuff. Uh, that would be great. And then you guys can go back together. So I think that usually helps. And they're usually pretty receptive to that when you're like, Hey, you're going to have like, you're going to win more games if we do this for you. 
Yeah, that is a compelling argument there. Um, okay, so you get your your couple of leagues there here. Um, you know, you've been at your your facility since 2019. Um, you know, I'm wondering, uh, what do you guys charge your members? You know, uh, uh, what is the the membership dues there? It's a question we like to ask. You know, run a, a fellow yeah, club. Totally. You know what the what the price range is. Out. Also on the back end of that, you guys are USCA members, correct? No, they're GNCC. GNCC. Well, they were GNCC. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just heard you were at five U's, so. Oh, I didn't yeah, even I think mean, about that. Yeah, is that the same five U for USCA? Because I know you can get like an ad hoc uh, membership. Um, that is a great question. I don't know the answer to that. But we did have a team as like I competed as part of another club that's local to us, um, a dedicated club. Um, I was on part of one of those teams, uh, so I competed as a Cape Cod team. Um, and then we did have an Ocean State team that was like straight up Ocean State. I never really thought about that, but yeah, it might be the same affiliations. But yeah, we're at the moment not USC, uh, USCA. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, and uh, I think yeah, you mentioned this to me. Certainly, you're you're hosting GNCC uh, Club Nationals this year, correct? Uh, arena, uh, arena championships. Arena, yep. arena. Okay, not club. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, we're gonna t- we we're gonna take over uh, one of the local colleges. We're gonna take over Providence College's ice. Hey, that's great. Um, um, are you yeah, guys? Yeah, we're gonna have it for like two weeks, so it's gonna be cool. Are, is like GNCC bringing in like ice techs and stuff to help you guys get mm-hmm. all all squared away? And uh, do you guys have a scraper? Is that something you do? Uh, no, we don't even have that. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna bring in equipment from, I believe, Broomstones and the Country Club, which are both out of uh, one's out of Wayland, Mass, and one's just um, just outside of Boston. They're both technically just outside of Boston, but Broomstones is the uh, like founding club of the GNCC, right? My my on base. There. It's one of they're them, like yeah. The, the yeah, there's a. There, you know. It's the Church of Curling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, they that's, have like that's these, cra- but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, they have these crazy like vaulted ceilings, so it does feel a little like a cathedral. We do too. I'll send you a picture when we're off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You can tell us where they where they where the parish of curling or something. We can step down. <laughs> Yeah, we. Um, that's where I was this weekend, actually. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's really cool. Um, okay, so you yeah. guys are, are in GNCC. Um, should we switch over to talk about you a little bit, Kyle? I guess I I'm curious about uh, sure. you know your how you came to curling, um, you know, and and what you've been doing with the sport outside of uh, instruction and running the club. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been curling for just about five years. If I was in a five U, so. Um, I kind of started curling because it was, you know, anybody else uh, saw it on the Olympics, kind of, kind of understood it, but didn't really fully, fully get it. But I was like, I don't know. There's something magical about this. There's like a lot of yelling that I don't understand why they're doing that. Um, And like the stones move like in such a weird way, but it's all like kind of mesmerizing. Right. Yeah. Um, So I was like, well, me and my girlfriend were like, "Eh, it's a Sunday. We'll go to a learn to curl. We'll check it out. Maybe it'll be something to do. Uh, we kind of live in, uh, we were kind of like weird sports people anyway. Uh, so my, my girlfriend plays roller derby. So adding curling to the mix wasn't that much of a stretch for a fringe sport overall. So um, we did learn to curl. And at the time, I believe the incentive was like, hey, we'll give you back your learn to curl money if you jump into a league. And I think Sunday leagues at that time were like, 125 bucks with dues like for a five-week session or a six-week session or something like that yeah yeah. so 
if you, it was like 85 bucks for each of us so like 85 per head so we're like well i mean that's something to do for five weeks maybe we'll make some friends and like we'll figure it out yeah um and then i made it through the first five week session like kind of what i tell a lot of people i guess is that in that five week period you're a person who curls and then like somewhere around like week eight or nine you become a curler that's a good way to put it because like you kind of like you're just like i don't know i always feel like i'm in the wrong place at the wrong time and i'm doing the wrong thing all the time yeah and then somewhere around like i don't understand i'm supposed to be up i think i'm supposed to be throwing stones i don't know who has the hammer i don't even know what that means i don't know how to score anything (laughs) (laughs) all of that like really really early on like anxiety yeah um and then somewhere around like week seven or eight, it just kind of was like, oh, I can do this. Um, and then I started getting um, <clears throat> some people in the, in the club to like kind of talk about like my delivery and like sweeping and all that other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kind of got hooked uh, chasing really good shots. Yeah, I, uh, I I did hear on on the other podcast you did, you used an analogy that I love um, about golf, you know, and it's one thing I say about curling is it's a lot like golf in many ways. But one of them is, is that every game, hopefully you'll have like that one <laughs> shot that you can really hang yeah. your hat on and keep you coming back to it. Um, yeah. And I love yeah. those, those oh, moments yeah. too, you know, talking about chasing a good shot, you know, it's, it, it feels yeah, really that, good. That- that was this weekend, right? So, um, a pretty serious hit followed by a beautiful draw, and that was what I'm gonna call like my weekend. Yeah, uh, was like that back-to-back shot because um, that doesn't happen all the time when you're you're asked to throw a pretty decent amount of weight and then throw a draw and you nail both of them. I, I call that the changeup. Yeah, yeah, it's the yep. toughest. Yeah, the changeup's the hardest, and yeah. you're, you're always asked to do it as a skip. Um, you're like, hey, do a triple yeah. takeout and then a button draw yeah, back yeah. to back. I gotta throw, yeah. one, throw one to the parking yeah. lot, and now you want me to hit T line. Right, let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like, what what uh like kind of positions are you guys preference at? Like. Uh, what do we like, curl do you, at? Oh, uh, I think we yeah, all. Like, where do you prefer? Oh, skip, one hundred percent. Skip, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. What do you What do you normally curl yeah. on? I know if you're going and like uh, picking up on teams, you, you're probably you know uh, they're probably making you throw a second or something. But yeah, where do you prefer? Um, I I love being a vice. Um, I really do. Solid. Um, I, yeah, I I mean I I, I battle with ADHD on a daily basis. <laughs> um, so being a being a vice really helps. <laughs> Uh, in the sense that I've I've got something different to do every end or every portion of that end. Yeah, you can say um, and it's all important. Yep. And it's all important. But you know what I mean? And it's not the same thing. Like I'm not a second just sweeping and throwing rocks, which I do like. I, I was actually a second this weekend. Yeah. Um, which I totally forgot how physically strenuous that is when you got to do like three games, two days. Oh, um, and yeah. then if we went if we went on, it would have been five more. <laughs> oh, we would have ended up in eight. Eight games from Thursday night to Sunday morning. And those are eight so, ends, right? Yep. Yeah, that's that's all. That gets I'll long. say it. That's too much curling. You know, you it was it was it was brutal. It you know, this isn't this isn't yeah, the Scotties. We don't need to do like a ten team <laughs> round robin with a four team you know lead in. Like just yeah, five's fine. I took my free drinks and my prepaid steak. I went home. <laughs> yep, that's a win right there, right? Yeah. yeah, it was solid. Good. It was a good, it was a good meal. They're they're like super good hosts at, at Broomstones, so um, can't can't say more 
about like the hospitality and the food and all that other fun stuff it's, on, it's on my list to go check out you know it's it's pretty yeah. high up there i uh, just have never made it to the east coast as an adult so you know kind of kind of lacking there um i mean it's on one curling lane so well, we've uh, we look at the analytics for our curling podcast, and uh, we we've, we've started to describe it as the curling belt. It's like this strip that goes from Saskatchewan through Minnesota, like down you know the Great Lakes region, and then you know all the way over to the East Coast. That's what we're we're defining yeah. as the curling belt now, just based on our viewership, because you know obviously yeah. if they're listening to our podcast, they're serious curlers. So. Um, very serious to get back to your story uh kyle so you um you you joined up you you were doing it with your girlfriend you made it through you know the the intro course um and you you finally you know found your footing at that that week 10 um you know Mm -hmm. where did you go from there how did you you start going to spiels you know what what talked you into that because that is a big step you know we struggle with that at our club um trying to convince you know league curlers to one participate in our weekend spiels and then two you know take that next step to uh, uh, traveling out of town, you know, and, and spreading the good word of my not curling, but. Yeah. Um, so I guess it started, um, let's see, what was the first Bonspiel I did? Um, I think it was either Bay State Games, which is like a little tiny Bonspiel that operates between like almost like the Goodwill Games of Massachusetts. Um, and they do like a winter version. Um, I'll actually be doing that again this year. Uh, but I, I genuinely think it was, um, GNCC arenas, I ended up on a, a lottery team. So because we were hosts, we were able to have, I think it was two teams guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And then a team dropped out at the last minute. And they, there was a, just a bunch of people that were listed as alternates. I was one of them. Um, and they threw together a team really quick. We had never played before. Um, basically, had never been on the same sheet as one another. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then basically curled our way through that tournament ended up in the C event final um and got roasted by atlanta if i remember correctly <laughs> um but you know i was a finalist in basically the first bonds i ever went to so it was pretty cool um and that kind of like got the bug in for like just the social aspect of it right because yeah. like i as much as i love considering myself a very competitive person um losing to people that are fun to hang around with is really great um but like you know it's always a bummer when you lose to someone you don't want to hang out with um which happens which we just we very much try and can confirm continue yeah it's like you're like cool thanks for the free drink i would love to buy another one but i i gotta go um (laughs) you know left the tea uh, we try yeah yeah yeah. um yeah i gotta get back to the hotel you know um so i ended up doing a few more bonsfields did the worcester cup which is at the country club in brookline um just some stuff that's like fairly local um and then i ended up in the past like a year or two um ended up with of mike was who was my first and uh two other guys dave and brad um we ended up curling a whole bunch together um ended up at utica for the dykes last year um i was supposed to go to the maniac at belfast in maine but i ended up catching covid so i couldn't go to that one but i was slated to do that one uh, but we curl under a team called the knockouts um and basically we're trying to i guess on a certain level is like just to make curling fun 
um, or at the very least, like kind of like some spectacle of it. So we've got like really fun jerseys. We've got merch. We've got pins. So instead of giving you like we we can give you our club pin or we can give you our cheap pin. It is your choice. Um, I, I think with we, a team name like the Knockouts, um, and it, you listing off all men's names, I was expecting maybe like a drag team. You know, like you're you're curling no, the red. No, guys, but, no, no, that'd be that'd no, be fun and like, a spectacle. But it's a, <laughs> no, we're just four random, like reasonably bearded human beings. Um, <laughs> Yes, well, but, we, we concur. Yeah, uh, and looking at Clay's hair too, I, I know we talked about this on the sound check, but uh, three for three with beards. Yep, we'll we'll count it. Perfect. Yep. yep. Yeah, like we, you know how you always have like medallions on your like or like logos on your shoulders for like your like a curling jersey or whatever. Um, we have one on I think it's on our right shoulder. It basically says like okay at curling, great at broomstacking. Um, so that's kind of the that's kind of the vibe we're going for. So when you beat teams, do they tend to happily accept your team pins, or do they go for the club ones? Yeah. Uh, we just got the we, for for this bonds field. We just got the team pins, uh, so we've, it, more more people are excited about them. Um, they're happy to take the the club pins too. Our club pins are pretty cool. Um, um, Mike, that was was slated to be with me here today. Um, is all, all designed all of those, <laughs> so um, he's he's a kind of a force of of making pins, and making logos, and kind of his day job. But it's also like his passion. So, what do you think, Nolan? Do you, we need to get some team pins that say "Good luck." Yeah, for we your, do. Your, yes, your your pregame greeting. I don't well, really I just them. know with the podcast stickers we give out and that I almost exclusively find them on urinals and uh, on the toilet seats. <laughs> maybe, that, that we know, didn't I put there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I know what's going to happen with them. But yeah. Yeah. So you also mentioned you're getting close to the end of your 5U tenure. Um, I wanted to ask kind of what your future plans were for curling. You want to you stick in that competitive side, uh, try for like Arena Nationals and things like that as you continue on? Um, yeah, I mean, if I if I get supported by a team that was you know significantly better than I am, sure, um, I'm I'm more than happy to like try and uh, and continue my craft and getting better and better. You know, I'm trying to work on something kind of like every season that I I can meaningfully get better at. So like my focus right now is like sweeping and sweeping more meaningfully, and not just kind of like rubbing a broom on the ice, uh, but really kind of like getting in it and using my whole body as opposed to just my arms or my upper body um which is like it's a workout yeah. <laughs> uh for sure but like over this weekend and I, I i keep going back to it but it's just the most common or the most current point i have uh kind of really adapted to like you know really get up my toes and really driving the broom with like the whole front of my body um and the hurt is not as bad it's but it is from like my shoulders to like my toes like the the soreness is all over as opposed to just like i can't pick up my arms it's like i guess that's a i guess that's a win it's It's weird right like it's a bunch of muscles you use for nothing other than sweeping and i actually i I like that you say that too because when i i grew up in canada so i curled when i was knee high to a grasshopper all through high school and we actually had competitive Mm -hmm. high school curling up there and I was a, I was a vice. I shot third because I could throw the big weight really well, and I was a heck of a sweeper. So I'm I'm kind of a sweeping nerd. And so when you say sure. you, you want to learn how to get like that proper form and everything like that, my first piece of advice is 90 degrees at the hips. That's how you get all that weight right down on yeah. the end of the broom. So, yeah, and I, I've, I've kind of like uh, submit or is, uh, subscribed to like the kind of like 
we really don't know a hundred percent what is the most effective thing for sweeping as of the moment as far as i feel i mean obviously pressure is there and like rpm or like uh head speed is for sure but like which muscle groups do i engage to do that all have you guys yes have, yeah have you it guys, turns out it, it turns out it's all of them yeah. <laughs> have you guys started directional sweeping then excuse me on our ice it's like really non-consequential oh good um, point good when, point when we're when we're like out in the world and we're on dedicated facilities for sure um we'll push or pull if we need to right on no it's 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 a fun part of the game that's almost overlooked a lot and especially with the new teams they just they do it because it, you see it and it's like this is what we're supposed to do but they don't know why they're doing it so. well if i had a nickel right. for yeah, every it, time i saw somebody like sweep in four feet in front and eight inches off you know where the running band is on the rock i'm like you 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 could just stand there mm-hmm. if you're doing the same yeah. thing yeah. you know like you don't understand what's yeah. happening love the effort but. but yeah sweeping wins games you know that's what i tell people when i teach the learner girls i'm like sweeping's hard but sweeping is the difference you know uh, you, you watch yeah you watch the professional stuff nowadays like it's it's the front ends like they mm-hmm. throw their weight yeah the front ends know the weight and they know where it needs to be and they yeah. know when they got to go when they got to be off and it was so great right. in the Scotties listening to the front end chime in on those tough shots and when like I, I, I like they know the weight for this one like what you need to throw better yeah. than like the skip even because they've been down there watching it and timing them all as well. Mm, yep. Not to get too off subject, yeah. but how how important do you think sweeping was on some of Rachel Holman's shots? Like ninety percent of them during the Scotties. Oh gosh, I mean every every shot on. Well, yeah, wow, you, she you can't hard. you can't. You can't shoot the percentage she did in that tournament if your sweepers aren't doing the right thing every time because sweeping can ruin a shot, mm-hmm. you know, as well. So, yeah. oh, and, and what I was getting at is that the speed at which she was throwing. Yeah, that double she threw in the first game she played against Jones was a six and a half second rock. She threw a five point eight against Jones. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, and just just imagine trying to keep up with that as a sweeper and be able to put down any right. pressure to matter. Yeah, Kyle, are you an avid Scotties fan? Because that's our our absolute favorite like week of the whole year here is the Scotties. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I mean, I definitely watched some Scotties. I definitely watched some this weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big Briar guy as well too. So. I'll watch it, any curling that I can get um, without really buying another subscription to another thing. Um, Wonderful. We're, they're all free on know YouTube a nice trick? if you go to TSN. I think he knows because he said he watched oh. it. Yeah. It, but he s- subscribed. Oh. Yeah, yeah nice yeah. trick. Yeah. You, you go to YouTube and then click on the TSN channel. You can catch them live. Yeah. And then That's, yeah, just for this year because oh. of the streaming rights and TSN was like, well, we'll, we'll air them for free in the U.S. Um, also, a fun Briar fact, we're going to be there opening weekend. So if you catch any Briar games, uh, we're we're on the side of sheet A um, by one of the oh, ends. Cool. I don't, on like, the whole map home and yeah. i don't know how that works but oh. we're like three rows back so i i know uh, we're not doing a, a video call here but uh, you know maybe you'll see our mugs out there ringing cowbells getting yeah. escorted out yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like there's like three squarely looking bearded guys it's probably them that's that'll be us yeah we'll have our wives with it too <laughs> yeah so, eh, well they'll bring the looks up a bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. um yeah so Went from tournament play to a learner curl. Uh, instead of playing in a championship on Sunday, I attended our most recent learner curl and instructed. So you gotta, yep. It never yeah. stops. No, it the, the work. No, close. I hope. I hope they never stop. I love learner curl. Yeah. Um, I love teaching people the sport. I like. I don't know. There's like a big part of me that's like, 
yeah, I mean, we need a sport for weirdos, right? That's that's where we're all at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I was if I was like a normal human being, I'd play baseball. Um, so <laughs> Nolan's grinning. That's his his summer run. Yeah, that, baseball in the summer. I mean, you can roll in the winter. Well, I mean, you know, I, I roller skate in the summer, so that's that's my deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you about the learner curls, man. That's uh, that's where I found my niche too. Really, is uh, you know bringing newbies into the game. Um, I love teaching learner curls. Yeah. I love bringing people to sport. You know, um, un- until you start teaching them, you know, everybody comes into a learner curl and they're kind of giggling about it. They're like, "I'm here to do this funny sport that I maybe saw on TV a couple of times," and then you watch them go through that progression of, "Oh, geez, this is a lot harder than I thought it was," and then after you know just even an hour and a half of work it's like hey i kind of get this like you know i can slide down the ice now and things aren't going exactly how i want them to but like you know you can put all the start putting all the parts together um and it's just so satisfying to watch that yeah right i love all of the beginner luck things that happen like in the little weird game that happens at the end of a learner curl yeah yeah. just like all the ridiculous shots that come out of that and you're like you know that's extremely good right like you didn't know that you did that yeah, and you don't know how important, how impressive that is. Yeah. They were calling like, shot because a you were and they're on D for the plan, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's, I mean, I'm holding broom half the time. So I'm like, yeah, I want it here. And they're like, not even close, but like this magical shot comes out of it. And you're like, you're sitting three. And you've only thrown three stones. <laughs> like it's, it's really fun to see. And it's really fun to see people like either get it or don't. Um, I usually at the end of my like sessions will be like, all right, so was curling way harder than you thought it was? And they're like, oh, absolutely. And it's like, was it as much fun as you thought it would be? They're like, actually, it's more fun yeah. than you thought it would be. Yeah. It's typically the response I get. And occasionally you get like someone's like, I'm never doing this again. I was, I hate sweeping or I hate being cold or or whatever, whatever. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They've got other sports for you. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. What? what are you looking at out the window, Nolan? No, Sorry. no, I was looking at you. We got our. Oh, I, I pushed it back. A few okay, minutes, I was, so. we, we yep. had a yep. we have a secondary interview that I was told was at seven thirty, but we got a good one going here. Yep. So Wes pushed it back. Um, one question I was going to ask. So I brought up that I was from from Canada, and this is something that happens to Canadians often. I grew up in a very small town in southern Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. and you run into somebody. And this is kind of off the curling topic, but uh, you run into somebody from, say, down here, and they're like, oh, do you know so-and-so from from this place? And it's like, well, I, I just told you I'm from a small town in, in southern Saskatchewan. You asked me about a town up in northeastern Ontario. Like, no, I don't know everybody in the country. <laughs> Isn't it more Canada. embarrassing when you do know them, though? It is. It's it is. actually <laughs> it's awesome when that happens. Um, you're from the state that is home to TV's family guy. That's for sure. How, yep. how often do people from out of Rhode Island ask if you know where Quahog is? Um, it happened a lot more when it was like really at its prime, um, <laughs> okay. or when I when I traveled a lot. But yeah, no, it totally happens. Um, uh, apparently, Peter Griffin is based on a security guard from the Rhode Island School of Design. Oh, oh that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. That's like, because he went to, because the reason why it's based in Quahog is um, he went to Rhode Island School of Design for Animation. So um, he, like, I guess his lead animator is actually from Rhode Island. He was from Connecticut, like nearby in Rhode Island. Uh, but yeah, like Quahog is like 
this mythical place that obviously doesn't exist. Right, fictional. Yeah. Um, okay, I was confused because I it, thought you were saying it was. All right, good, good, good. No, Quahog's uh, a thing that you eat. It's a giant clam. It's a clam. Yeah. But I was going to say uh, where I thought you were going before was uh, kind of like the four degrees of separation of anybody from Rhode Island. Um, oh, I don't so know. About that. Like a, so if you treat it like a small town from Saskatchewan, uh, it's kind of like that, where it would be like you would say like, oh, where are you from in Rhode Island? So like I grew up in Smithfield and Providence um, and I graduated high school in Smithfield. So um, it's not uncommon for you to meet another Rhode Islander and say, hey, what, uh, what year what's high school to graduate what year and you're like do you know bob i'm like oh yeah of course i know bob yeah and it's like <laughs> let, <laughs> and it, or like i know bob's like younger brother or something uh, but it's like a big small town in the sense that geographically it's very small obviously. right right yeah. I no just, one, often, but, uh, are you asked what Canadian Providence you're from? Often, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what Providence did you grow up in? Oh, I didn't grow up in Providence. I grew up in Saskatchewan, which is a province. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, we're always asked uh, when I travel outside of New England if Rhode Island's part of Long Island. Oh, geez. Isn't it baffling? Which is like, just, just, just how a hair people off. don't understand the geography of their own country. Yeah, I mean, I feel like New England's pretty tight. As far as like the shapes are really distinctive, mm-hmm. uh, unless you, I mean, you can confuse Maine. And, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, New Hampshire and Vermont pretty easily, but Vermont's on the left. I, I can That's confuse them all. I do yeah. get those mixed yeah. up every now and then. But yeah, Vermont's the big spoon. My 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 okay. wife's Canadian too, and uh, a lady at our our outdoor event this weekend was uh, saying I need to give her geography lessons because she doesn't know if Philadelphia is a state or a town, and it had been a long day <laughs> for me. And I went, uh, you know, isn't that where Boston is? And she looked at me, and I went, mm, no, Philadelphia is the town. Yep, yep. Okay, sorry, Heidi. It was Heidi yep. Super, by the way. It was uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, oh, that's really it'd been a long day, man. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, I just can't get over how close everything is over there, too. I looked oh, at where you guys nuts. were on the map, and I was like, well, you're as far from Boston as I drive every day to go to work, but it only takes me like 25 minutes to get to work because it's 70 on section line roads. Uh, I bet it's a lot longer to get to Boston. But Well, yeah, that's that was my commute this morning. So <laughs> there we go. So there we go. by terrain, let's see, what time did I leave my house this morning? I left my house at 6.30 this morning, and I got to the front door of work by train at, like, 8.05. And that was by train. Cheesy Um, If I drove on a Tuesday, it probably would have been, like, it'd be, like, two hours. Easy. That would be frustrating. Yeah, it's it, it's just something you get saturated in. You just kind of get used to a um, lot of podcasts, a lot of music. Just like um, those days you're when the going like rolls in and you got to drive 15 in four wheel drive all the way to work. Like you just accept it. You know, like this is what's happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're it, some parts of like 93 on the way into Boston in the morning. You're maybe going 10. So like as far as I'm concerned, that's not driving. <laughs> they wonder why you're, work you're from home is so cr- popular. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's the reason why I commute in the middle of the week versus the end of the week. So if it was the middle of the week or if it was like yesterday, I would have drove in because um, typically your work from home hybrid schedule people are not going to work on Monday or Friday. 
Um, so the middle of the week is where kind of like everybody shoehorns themselves into Boston to be like to get their office hours in. <laughs> so okay. that's how I that's how I kind of stagger it and keep myself sane. But I'm like, if you ever flew into Boston's airport, I'm like um, uh, two miles from from Boston's Logan Airport is where I work, and then I live in Rhode Island, so just in the corner. So I'm like, I'm only like five miles from Massachusetts where I live. Nice. Um, well, we're we're getting near our end here. Uh, one topic I did want to uh, discuss with you is logistics of how you guys keep an arena club um, functioning. You know, I, I, I'm curious what uh, ice prep and stuff looks like for you guys. Um, and then as well, uh, I would really love to hear the story about when your bubble went down. Um, <laughs> it just seems like, you know, I, I, I hope no one was injured in it, me asking. But, no, you know. no, uh, there was no casualties. There was only a frozen turkey left behind. And that's part of that story. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So fill, um, fill me in here on some of that. Um, so I, I want to say it was like right around Thanksgiving, and this will make sense in a moment. Um, but it was kind of—I want to say that was twenty seventeen or eighteen um, when that bubble literally fell. But it was like a November. It was cold enough where I believe it did snow. Um, so we have two theories as to why it collapsed. One, it, it got cold enough and then hot enough where like all of the snow just kind of like crushed the bubble. The other theory is that someone clipped it and it went down and like literally popped it. Um, and that's why it went down. The reason why a frozen turkey was involved is because we did like a turkey curl like event every year. We just like duct tape a pie plate and a curling handle to a frozen turkey. And basically whoever puts it closest to the button gets to keep it. That's fantastic. And it's like, and I want to, and I and want we to throw, do it we now. throw like some, we throw some like money in a, in a barrel and like, it's all donations to the club. But like, if you get it close to the button, it's yours. So the guy who won it was like, well, I don't have room for this in my freezer right now. So we just shoved it in the box with the rocks. Cause it's, it was like 30, whatever. It was cold enough in the rink. And then, like, the next day, the bubble collapsed. And, like, the look on his face is like, <laughs> I gotta get turkey. that turkey out of there. That's good. At that point, we had houses in the ice. We had vinyl houses in the ice. Um, and when they when they put all the, the air back in the, like, sealed it up and put the, the bubble back up and did all the things, our houses were on the roof of the airframe building on the bubble uh so they were like like water suctioned to the roof oh no <laughs> um i got a i got a fun one about a, a, a well ours was a, mine was a chicken casualty but uh this was at one of our bond spiels and they do a meat raffle at it and uh i was up there um as like you know somebody helping run it um drawing names or, or tickets out you know and i i I drew myself like six times. Um, so so there was accusations of a, a collusion up there. And one of the gentlemen, uh, Dean Eamon, he was, uh, I think he'd had a couple, but he was saying, well, you know, you, you don't really need all that stuff. You know, every, other people bought tickets too. And I was like, Dean, here's, here's a whole chicken for you, man. I, I don't need this. I've got, you know, $140 worth of meat already. So here's a fryer chicken for you. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go, bud. It, it still hurts chicken. a little bit. I miss that chicken. But, um, I mean, you know, yeah. the chicken that never was. Yep, yep. 
So you got more on the the bubble story. Your your circles were were stuck uh, to the roof there. Um, did you? Yeah, they were they were stuck to the roof. Um, and then I think basically we had like it because it was an airframe building. Like obviously exterior temperature really dictated when our season started and when it ended because um, we couldn't really keep the temperature down too much beyond ambient temperature. Yep. Um, so I think that we used that kind of as a clean break, honestly. Uh, to move on to like our next space um, and that's where we ended up in Smithfield yeah so what does it look like yeah. now that you're curling in Smithfield um, I hear with a lot of I, I saw some pictures it's a, a hockey rank right uh, I think you guys go set up cones for your lanes um, yeah you know, you're cones, keeping your cones for lanes rocks in a deep freeze is that your guys's mo2 I hear that's uh, a uh, they're off the they're off the ice if we had a cooler plate I would love that um, we try and get them on the ice as quickly as possible oh okay uh, yeah yeah uh, I mean lots of things that are, are, are left to being not super ideal. Yep. Um, we draw in our houses with Sharpie right now. Um, cones for lanes, blue lines as hog lines, all that fun stuff. Um, so we, we try our very best to kind of like do what we can with what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a, a, a medium amount of conversation about, um, you know, pursuing dedicated ice. Obviously, where we are in the world, is it makes it a little difficult. <laughs> um, but it's still it's still in the conversation. Uh, in the very early parts of it, like figuring out if it's feasible and like yeah. what it's going to cost to make that happen and all that other fun stuff. Have you guys been talking with uh, like that dedicated to dedicated group? And like, I know Don Peach out of uh, Traverse City, um, you know, those people are, are you hooked in with them or working with GNCC or uh, just kicking around local? We've kicked around some local stuff. I've probably talked to every club that's transitioned mm-hmm. from arena ice to dedicated ice that has done it in the past i don't know five years i've probably talked to all of them at some point or another yeah yeah. uh, just to kind of get an idea of how that's done but i haven't talked to you uh that group that you're speaking of i would love to get that information um i'll send it to you afterwards i don't have the book but uh this gentleman don pisha he's out of uh, traverse city if i'm not confusing the names um we had talked with fort wayne indiana you know and they're an arena Mm. club um right now too and they've they they hooked me up with him um so i gotta ask are are you thinking you know if you guys do get progress on moving to dedicated ice that uh, you guys are going to try the warehouse model out or uh, are you hoping for that that sweetheart deal for the 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 dedicated dedicated um yeah i understand it's early but yeah i mean uh, the one thing that there's no shortage of in our area is like old mill space um there's also a lot of like reclamation projects where there's like buildings that need to be rehabbed that kind of stuff yeah. Uh, we've also looked at like just straight up like a metal frame building in a slab. Uh, we've looked at kind of all angles of it. So, um, I mean, the building itself doesn't have to be super pretty. Um, I that's that's probably like a tertiary concern for me. Um, yeah, I would really like it. To, yeah, that's that's number yeah, one. Can, yep. Is it is it long enough? Can I put ice in it? Is it going to cost me five million dollars to make it cold? Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff but i've, I've talked we've talked to enough human beings and it's definitely possible um it just costs a lot of money um and that's that's the reality of it um and then like hopefully growing our membership along with that because our, our restrictions right now is the lack of um the lack of leaks that we have available to new curlers right so we just have sundays but if you want to progress further than that you just have to be quicker on the draw than 
on everybody else in the club to get into that Thursday league yeah. or, or become a I like it. Be, yeah. And we have, we have people that are, you know, willing to like just be social members just to kind of do that. But I would love a space where we can like room stack and do all that fun stuff all in under one roof. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, when you guys get the fundraising drive going, uh, uh, give us a call. I'm sure we'll be good for something, you know, to support you. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll love that. Yeah. I mean, we have enough, we have enough creative people in our club and we have enough people who are tenacious, uh, where I think the fundraising effort it, it doesn't really scare me as much as I think it should. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, one thing I will add, and, and I haven't faced the same challenges you have, so this isn't like a, a golden egg of advice, but uh, that Fort Wayne club we talked to, and I believe his name was Craig Fisher there, you know, they're, they got a warehouse model going and they got a real sweetheart deal on a location. And it was all because, yeah. and he says this, like, you know, it's because they were running this adaptive curling program and they found someone who had a, a connection, you know, to the adaptive sports community in Fort Wayne. And uh, the guy bent over backwards for him. So I don't know, you know, if you guys uh, can do anything to, uh, like he had said, you know, make yourself an asset to the community. Um, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely like we've, we've talked about like the social club model as well in the sense of like it is a curling club, but it is also a social club yeah. in the sense like you want to come here and have beers like you got to pay some dues, but you can definitely do it. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, anyway, we can kind of keep the doors open. Um, obviously, we can't curl in the summer. So there it's like conversations about like secondary uses for whatever other fringe sport maybe. Your guys' hockey arenas don't um, keep their ice in in the summer? They they take it out? Uh, we, hockey arenas do, but dedicated it doesn't. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, the uh, Cape Cod Curling Club does like a summer spiel, and they put the ice in just for that like two or three week period. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really cool spiel. Um, probably an excuse for you to come out to the East Coast. So, um, I, if you're if you're into lobster rolls, so absolutely okay. So, and we usually um, wrap up the interviews with this last question for for sure. a number of our callers. But w- what is your favorite potentially embarrassing memory at your club there, or just favorite, favorite memory? Favorite from, memory from in general. I think yeah. the way favorite we mem- usually phrase it is most memorable. Most like memorable. when you think of curling, you know, you got one last thought on it. Like that's your your favorite moment or most you know, memorable <laughs> moment. Uh, I think one of my favorite moments about curling was hosting GNC season 2019. Um, and obviously finals include bagpipers, right? Um so we ran up against a, a situation where unfortunately there was like a, a, a pretty big situation in the firefighter community and i believe someone had fallen in duty so literally every bagpiper in the state of rhode island was at this funeral um we couldn't pull one from anywhere it was like a tri-state where there was no there was no bagpipers so i was like ah, i'll just use my phone it'll be fine <laughs> Um, and halfway through the final bagpiping, it like literally dies in the middle. There's like, there's like a whole like A, B, C and D event going and my phone dies in the middle of it. And like, they had to like restart it. So probably more embarrassing for the hardware I was using at that time. 
But yeah, so we, we the first time I ever got piped on the ice was not a real backpacker. It was a recording on my phone of the backpacker. So not only and it was, didn't, that is great. Not and only, it broke. And everybody turns and looks at you. Yeah. Like, oh god. Not only was there a yeah. bagpiper shortage somehow, but you cut the song short, and everybody's really disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Well, well it, it must and, be hard. The part of, oh, sorry, Kyle, you go. Oh, well, the part about that too is they're like, oh, we don't have a bagpiper, and I got like really cocky. <laughs> Um, because I have a bunch of friends in the firefighter community and I like at least three of them are bagpipers in like the like traditional like firefighter band. And I was like, you get a bagpiper by noon. I can get you a bagpiper by noon. I don't, I don't see any problem here. <laughs> like I called like my three guys. They're like, well, Actually. this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're not going to be able to do that. And I like had to eat crow and then like hand someone a phone with like, <laughs> I think this will work. That has a headphone jack. We can make this work. They had a bagpipe crisis here too. Uh, the only spiel we bring a bagpiper out is the uh, women's curl for the cure bond spiel they do, and uh, their their longtime bagpiper moved out of town. But uh, luckily, oh, his you. younger brother was also a bagpiper. Yeah, I mean, and it seems like a family tradition kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, Oops. Kyle, I, I, I think we're going to hop off here. Um, thanks so much for hopping on. Do you have anything you want to plug yeah. before we go? You know, um, uh, Check out Broomfitters for sure. Uh, you can check out our competitive team. That's, uh, I believe, the Knockouts 401 or Knockouts 401 on Instagram. Uh, we're listed as Rhode Island's fourth best curling team. Yes, um, respect. I think, there's only, I think there's only three. Um, the competitive curling teams. I think there's only three. Our podcast tagline uh, is North Dakota's number one curling podcast because we're the that. only one. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, you're still number one. We already have a plan uh, to pivot when someone else has a better one than us. We'll be North Dakota's oldest, oldest. or original curling. There you go. Yeah. 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 The original. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, check out GNCC's uh, arenas coming to, to uh, Providence College and Ocean State Curling. Uh, in June. I want to say it's the 6th through the 9th, if I have that correctly. All right. Awesome. Yeah, late in the season there. Yeah. I, I probably won't yeah, have any other curling be cool. to watch, so perfect. Yeah, it should be on Bonspieler, um, so you should be able to check it out through there. And then I'm hoping we have some kind of camera feeds. I'm feeling like we might be able to pull that off. Yeah. Well, let me know. Good luck. I'd definitely uh, tune in and watch a couple. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you again for having me on. Uh, this was super fun. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time. Clay, you got anything? No problem. All right. All right, Kyle. Well, we'll talk to you later, okay? Absolutely. Enjoy the rest. Yep. Yeah, bye. bye. Now. Solid. That turkey story, that's too funny. God, that was that's good. A great idea. Oh, well, we could do like one at Christmas and do like a, the ham huck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I well, we're usually in here right around Thanksgiving. I suppose though, you wouldn't want to give out a turkey after Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, so. it's just you'd get it a lot cheaper. You would. Yeah. Do you guys do turkeys at uh, Easter at all? I mean, I know I think ham's the traditional one for Easter, but often if it was big enough, we'd do turkey and a ham. Uh, we yeah. did a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, he was funny too. He had yeah. a good delivery. He told me he's like, oh, I went on another podcast and talked about curling. Um, he's like, I think I'll be be fairly comfortable on air. And I was like, all right, good deal, you know. And then yeah, solid deliveries yeah. with the jokes. Rhode Island mustn't. They don't have the New England accent though, hey. 
I, I, I'm not. Or is that just like a? Is that just a? I think Boston we're just. Thing? I think we're just anticipating Peter Griffin immediately. No, no. I, no? I thought of that after. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a, that's a funny question. I mean, I saw Goodwill Hunting. You know, so that's pretty much all I know about that that's accent. Close. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we probably delivered on the Midwest accents. I think we do. Yes. Uh, yeah. I still get told that I have very long O's. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, boys. Well, um, anyway, you stuck around here. I just want to plug curlingdraft.com. Again, go on there. Get your Briar team made. Um, you don't need to send us anything until you think you're the winner. So um, go ahead and do that because it needs to be done before the Briar actually starts. Um, yeah. And we're going to record another one. I don't know when we'll release all these, but uh, catch you later. Bye.